0: This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast.
1: Uh, he stopped about 40 yards away. I could see his rack, and I could see just barely what I needed to see of his body to where I knew I could get a shot. Um, so uh, I knew it was him. Uh, I jerked my gun up. I put it where I thought I needed to have it. I shoot. Nothing happened. I mean, a g- gun went off, of course. He didn't flinch. He didn't move. He didn't, Yeah, you know, I did not hit him. I thought, oh my goodness.
0: Hey, everybody. This is episode 11. I'm Canyon Clark here with Nate Burgess again. Dad and Jeff are out again this week. Uh, we might get him back. Probably won't be next week. That'll be the first day of the uh, second season. But a week after that, probably have him back. So me and Nate are going to hold it down again, which is fine, because most of this episode is going to be dedicated to Nate's big buck that he just shot on Sunday with the gun. So I wanted to talk about that because you've been after him all year. And I just posted on Facebook about it. And I'm thinking if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you've probably heard about this deer. And if you listen to the podcast, you know how much time and effort Nate puts into chasing these things. So we're all happy for him for sure that he finally got his biggest deer to date too. So we're going to get a little bit of the story, kind of the backstory on that deer. Um, the hunt itself, I know it was a quick one, so ain't much to that part of it, but we can talk about this year and some previous times you'd had experience with him or whatever. And... Um, Scoring him and all that stuff. So that'll be most of today's episode. And then we'll talk about kind of like the secondary. So there's a secondary rut that rolls in roughly 25 to 30 days after the first rut, which would be a really good time to kill a big buck. So we're going to call this like the secondary pre rut, I guess. Um, we'll kind of talk about that, how we can be successful this time of year, and maybe some things you can do so that you can be successful in that secondary rut. Because, like I always say, you can't kill the deer tomorrow today, but you can sure keep yourself from killing him tomorrow today. So, we'll talk about how to not do that, hopefully, and set yourself up for success there in that end of the first week of December time frame. So, to get started, though, let's talk about him, Nate. Uh, first of all, he scored, what?
1: 178 and four-eighths is yeah, you had him.
0: so that... That's your biggest buck by far.
1: By far, yeah. much bigger than what uh, than what we thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a mainframe nine point, uh, four extra points in there. Uh, but yeah, mainframe nine point uh, one seventy eight is what you got him at. Mm-hmm. Um, just plumb tickled with that. Oh uh, yeah. We were thinking uh, if he hit mid one sixties, I was going to be really excited. Um, he was much heavier uh, than I thought he was going to be. Uh, a lot longer beams. Um, he. Uh, really was he's he's an exceptional deer for me uh, just absolutely tickled mm-hmm. uh, so i've known about him for three years now this is the third season uh the first year that i did see him um i thought he was two potentially um i think now that he was probably three uh we think he was probably five this year um he uh if he was a four-year-old he just had exceptional mass mm-hmm. um but I don't think, don't think we have exceptional mass in in our area, right. you know, where I got him. Where
0: it would be a genetic thing necessarily.
1: Yeah, um, we. Uh, he's a whole lot heavier than anything I've ever killed. Um, mm-hmm. Looking back, everything else I've probably killed has been. I know a lot of three year olds and probably a few four year olds. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking back, um, but this guy, he's definitely the oldest and most mature buck I've ever killed. Uh, for sure.
0: Yeah. And just so you guys that are listening can appreciate this, the mass, because it's hard to even tell in pictures. Well, like what we were talking about, looking at trail camera pictures, and you'd seen him on the hoof, I guess. Um, we didn't really – I think that's part of what kept us from guessing the score, right, because it's hard to appreciate how big he is. But uh, when we were measuring, he was six and some change. Six at, and eighths At the base on the big side. Mm-hmm. And the other side, he's still over six, right? Yeah. Broke six on both sides. Yeah. So that's how heavy he yeah. is. Uh, Like I said, it's hard to appreciate from the pictures. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: You had uh, 42 inches of mass. Um, Mm -hmm. 41 and change uh, inches of mass on there. Uh, Way more than I was thinking. Um, Gosh, if he'd had uh, like 35, you know, was probably where I was thinking he'd be. Anyway, um, he was probably five. Definitely the most mature buck I've ever killed. Um, He, uh, three seasons ago when I first saw him, he's probably three. Um, he would come right into a grunt call, uh, which made mm-hmm. me real nervous. You know, I thought, ah, if anybody grunts at him, it's probably the end of the road for this guy. Right. You know, um, he's probably 130 inches as an eight pointer, uh, very identifiable. Uh, if you saw him from the side, he did not look like anything. Um, I bet he had a depth of his rack, um, you know, from the, from the back of his main beam to where it curves back around toward mm-hmm. the front. Uh, I bet it was five or six inches. Yeah, you know, he, uh, if you saw him from the side, he didn't look like nothing. It looked like you took a regular deer and you put him in a vice and you just squeezed him. <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. uh, front to back, um, he just he didn't look like nothing. From the front though, he looked he looked decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, he did have a strange shape to his rack. Uh, my brother, I know, years ago had killed one that looked a whole lot like that uh, up in our area, uh, right back there on our farm very strange shape he just came off his head and he wrapped right back around in the front um i mean just a very strange shape Mm -hmm. anyway um he ran around there two years ago saw him a few times uh took a video of him on my cell phone one time um looking back he's probably three years old didn't find his sheds that year uh but he stayed uh he stayed right around there pretty close last year uh, and we called him the funky eight okay. uh, because of the weird shape of his rack. Um, last year we were looking for him. He showed up on the cameras in September, maybe even late August. I can't remember. Put on a whole lot of inches. Still definitely identifiable. Uh, mainframe 10. He did have one kicker point at his left base. I can remember that. He got a little heavier. He put on a ton of length, um, we were guessing him high 140s last year he might have touched 150 i don't know mm-hmm. um, he still didn't have hardly any depth to his rack when you saw him last year in trail camera pictures from the side uh you're thinking ah he's he's a little junk buck you know he mm-hmm. ain't nothing um, but uh, when you saw him from the front or a little bit different angle um, some angles he looked great other angles right. he didn't look like right. much uh, he did have two big crab claws on each side. One of them laid uh, front to back where you couldn't really see it. The other one was open um, top to bottom so you could see it. But mm-hmm. in different angles, he had these big, deep crab claws. I was really hoping he'd keep them this year. He didn't. Yeah. But anyway, um, he looked pretty neat last year. I only saw him from the tree one time, I think, last year. Uh, he was around... I think it was about October 25th, 26th, somewhere in there. Uh, he started hitting scrapes very regularly um, in our little patch of woods. I went in there trying to get him. I think it was November 3rd last year because he, he was there pretty much every day on this one scrape mm-hmm. um, on the west side of the woods, slipped in there. I talked about this before um, in the uh, in the podcast early on. I slept in there in the morning. I was a little late. I was trying to get my jacket on in the tree after I cooled off because I tried to get in there fast, and I was sweating bad. Right. So anyway, trying to get my jacket on in the tree, standing corn next to me. There was a buck working the edge of that standing corn coming down there toward where I had my camera at right there underneath me. Um, whatever it was snorted at me and ran. I saw what looked to be a good rack, mm-hmm. and then he was gone. Uh, from then on, I never got any pictures of the funky eight until after Thanksgiving. Um, cause when I saw him last year was in second gun season, uh, I saw him from the tree, but he was uh, at least a quarter mile away coming out, you know, uh, across the field from me. Yep. Anyway, um, I was afraid that that was him that I spooked last year. Don't know that, but there's a good chance of it cause it seems to his, make sense. Yeah. never got his picture anymore, uh, last year. So anyway, uh, I was hoping he wouldn't get killed. Um, and I, we did have a big bully eight pointer last year. You know, he's not big. He's big bodied. You're right. Definitely not big, uh, rack. Um, that eight pointer, uh, that we called fatty. I thought he probably ran him off cause he was way bigger bodied. Um, I mm-hmm. thought he'd be able to push any other deer around. Um, so anyway, we thought he just probably moved away, uh, from, uh, from the rut pressure that fatty was putting on everywhere right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he showed back up, saw him from the tree. He hadn't broke anything off that I could tell. Um, but uh, then later in the season, I pretty much gave up. Um, I was pretty much done hunting by mid-December. Yeah. I'd given it everything I had, and, uh, and I gave up on him. He stayed around. Um, he still hit the cameras, uh, but I was just going to leave him alone. Right. Um, nobody Hopefully else he w- stayed there
0: so no one else would shoot him.
1: Correct. Yeah. Uh, none of the neighbors were hunting, really. Uh, at that point... I thought, ah, well, we'll just leave him alone for this year. Uh, we got cameras out this year. Oh, and we did, didn't find his sheds. Uh, one of my buddies, I told him uh, I tried a little bit. One of my buddies loves shed hunting. And uh, I said, go in there and find his horns. I said, you find them, you can keep them. I just want to see right. them. He tried and tried to find his horns, but we never did. Um, anyway, uh, this year, he showed up on camera. Um i think late september i was
0: gonna think september because i'm pretty sure i remember talking about him before the season started
1: yep um i know it was before the season uh i think it took me a while to get him on camera
0: and we were discussing whether or not it was for sure the same deer as the one with the claws last year correct i think i remember having those discussions earlier well in september
1: yes um i uh he lost the crab claws i wanted him to keep the crab claws Uh, But he lost them. And the first couple pictures of him I got, they weren't great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Knew it was a very nice deer, um, but we we just weren't sure. Um, He uh, he started hitting the cameras more frequently the closer to season we got. Um, Honestly, the first couple of days of October there, um, I don't like hunting early. I just don't. Mm -hmm. It's hot. Uh, I do not enjoy it at all um yeah, i don't
0: want to sweat in a deer stand
1: i'm gonna sweat as soon as i get out of the truck you know mm-hmm. um i uh, i didn't want to go out there and sweat and swat skeeters um i certainly don't hunt in the mornings early in october it's just me um mm-hmm. you can absolutely get it done you mm-hmm. absolutely can uh, but i uh it just aggravates me a lot so yeah. anyway um but i never did try him until i think it was october 16th or 17th i can't remember which uh but mid-october i didn't even try until then um, but the first couple of days he was moving in daylight, uh, on a couple of different cameras. Uh, but he, uh, he definitely put on mass this year. He put on some length. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's still nice and tall. Uh, but just, uh, he was impressive to look at. He put on a little drop tine on one side. He hadn't had anything like that before. Um, he did break it off, uh, probably just like the last week mm-hmm. before I killed him. Um, it might've been three inches. It wasn't very long, not, not, uh nothing uh, spectacular but right. it was there yeah, yeah so anyway um but he was a very good looking deer this year uh very excited uh, to think about chasing him mm-hmm. um october like i said 16th or 17th i hunted um the safest stand that i could go to he had been on camera I, it wasn't the stand i wanted to be in but it was the absolute safest right uh we had a west wind so i was on the east end of my little woods I thought there was a chance he might be bedding in the woods. I thought there was a better chance he was bedding in the draw at the west end of the woods that go south. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I had him the most was over there. But I wasn't going to chance it because the wind was from the west and I'm on the north edge of the woods. Any north drift that we would have had would have blown my scent down in the woods a little bit. I wasn't going to risk that. So anyway, mm-hmm. sitting on the plot over there uh, on the east end of the woods and uh, right before dark he came out. On the west side, down in the little food plot I got down there, I have uh, the next picture exchange that I got from that cell camera. Mm-hmm. He was there in daylight, and I liked to die. You know, I wanted to sit there and cry. Right. <laughs> uh, right. I was 225 yards from him, and he was moving in daylight there. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that uh, that gave me a little bit of motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, he was killable. He was. I mean, he
0: kind of told you that yes Yeah.
1: Uh, I tried him again uh, whenever I got another good chance um, I'm going to say about 10 days later uh, mid 20's of mm-hmm. October mi- uh, middle of the 20th days of October somewhere in there uh, tried again no success um, then uh, I think it was November 2nd I had off if I remember correctly uh, went hunting again Um, Not seeing too much, uh, if I remember right. You and I hunted the fifth, Mm -hmm. uh, went in there with the camera. We saw there was a pretty good-looking buck in the food plot before daylight. Mm -hmm. Um, Couldn't tell what it was. I don't think it was him. I think it was another one that, uh, uh, another 10-pointer that we got running around. Mm -hmm. Couldn't tell for sure, but he had been over there pretty regular um, the last few days. Uh, So I think it was him, but it was too dark to tell uh, still that morning. We saw a lot of good action, though. That Mm -hmm. was the 5th, right? Yep. Um, We hunted there. Uh, No good. No good that afternoon either uh, for me. Then the next morning, I hunted uh, across the farm on a different spot. I hadn't got his pictures over there, but I didn't want to wear out the little woods where I thought he was really at. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I hunted this other spot on a creek. Um, He came out in the woods where me and you hunted uh, the morning before. November 6th I had him at 8 o'clock he came out on the food plot mm-hmm. there was a big old doe herd out there and he came out there and he chased him around for a little bit and I was 370 <laughs> yards from him uh, right uh, according to uh drawing lines on onyx there yep. 370 yards from him uh I was in the tree and he was moving over there uh, so again uh, made me want to cry <laughs> yep. uh, but uh so he was moving in daylight when I was hunting. Um, and, uh, if it wouldn't have been for the cell cams, I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have known that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, uh, and then, uh, checking the other cameras where I got to pull the cards. He was moving in daylight around there somewhat consistently every three or four days. i would be mm-hmm. getting his picture somewhere. I was not getting his picture every day, you right. know, nothing like that. Uh, but I was getting his picture every three or four days somewhere made me think he was staying close, mm-hmm. but probably not right there, you know? Uh, so anyway um uh fast forward to what was it the week before gun season mm-hmm. uh whatever that monday was uh 14,
0: anyway fourteen something like that
1: probably yeah um uh, the week fifteenth bef- the week of gun season uh here in illinois before it opened um, uh, Monday afternoon I saw him um i was sitting uh looking over my big food plot, looking over all of our c r p uh, I thought he stayed somewhere down in the southwest corner, um, was what I was thinking. Uh, and it's tall. You've seen the CRB; is tall. Oh, yeah, um, six foot tall. Yeah, you know, five foot, six foot tall. Bucks, you can see their racks out there. Those, you really can't see them very easy. All of a sudden, right. they just pop out there in the food plot, and here they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, um, I'd look for racks out there. Um, I did see a couple other bucks that I was definitely willing to shoot. Um, uh, the week of veteran, or yeah, the week of Veterans Day there. Uh, had uh, a big, nice 10-pointer that the neighbors ended up killing Mm -hmm. in gun season. Big, nice 10-pointer. He was about 160 inches. Uh, Had him at 60 once, 120 another time. Uh, And then this other buck, um, uh, he'd be pretty nice too. Um, Saw him at about 100 yards one time. So I wasn't – this is the buck I wanted, but I didn't –
0: There were other deer you would have shot.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I wasn't going to let everything else walk just because of this guy. You are
0: going to pass a 160-inch 10-point. Yeah,
1: I yeah. will never do that. If I ever do that, <laughs> slap me. Okay, I'll <laughs> don't, remember don't, that. don't ever let me Let me do write that. that down. Yeah, don't ever let me do that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Monday before gun season, I saw him that afternoon. Uh, I just happened to be looking out there with binoculars across the CRP. Holy cow, what is that? You know, um, mm-hmm. and surprisingly, he was moving completely opposite what I thought he should have been. Uh, right. The wind was hitting him square in the tail. He was a good... Um, I won't say strong, uh, consistent south wind, yeah, uh, probably six, eight miles an hour, you know, um, uh, pretty good drift, um, mm-hmm. uh, probably even more than a drift, you know, yeah, um, and he's headed straight north, uh, across that field. That should give me an indication that he probably just got up, right? Um, looking back, that's what he did, yeah, uh, but anyway, um, he was headed straight north, and I thought that's very odd that he's not using the wind whatsoever right now, mm-hmm. anyway, um. I kept thinking he was going to come up to the draw that's in the north end of this field. That comes to me, that would be a way that he could have uh, started scent-checking the food right. plot I was hunting as he came toward me. So I was locked in, you know, looking that way, stayed that way all the way till dark, just waiting on him to pop up, and he never did. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I thought, well, you know, he had to have went the other way uh, toward the creek on the other side. Uh, the next morning, hunted the same stand. um, Just before daylight, had a doe come run in, stop right underneath me. Spike comes running in, smelled her, busted her. They ran. There was a six-pointer came. There was a pretty nice eight-pointer came, and then I could tell there was a big deer that stayed on the edge of the woods Mm -hmm. that ran the edge of the food plot. Got his picture later, and it was him. Um, He ran through there, uh, and my cell cam sent me the picture, uh, but it was too early to see what he was. Mm -hmm. Uh, They ran around there in the woods for a while. 15, 20 minutes later... Um, I saw him out there uh, south of me, probably 200 yards, and he had that hot doe, and he took her down in a draw in the CRP, and then he finally laid down. He disappeared out there, and I sat there. um, This was probably 645 uh, by the time that they got out there and they laid down uh, that Tuesday morning. Um, 830, 845, another doe was walking around out there, and they stood up when she got right next to him. Then he took both of them toward where I first saw him the day before mm-hmm. and that should have been an indication um, you know that's where he started the day before and that's where he's headed right. this morning uh, and again this is right where he stayed uh, and I now know all this yeah. um, so anyway didn't see him anymore uh, stayed hunting over there as close to him as I could in gun season um, finally Sunday afternoon after church I thought I'm going to go back in there just as far as I can the wind was decent uh, to be doing that i uh and and it had rained sunday morning so it was wet uh Mm -hmm. i knew i could sneak good i knew i had to get down in a draw get to a creek uh that way i could get all the way down to where i needed to to go in there with the wind in my face uh uh, if you're going to do any sneaking get low as soon as you can and Mm -hmm. make sure you got the wind in your face
0: use the terrain and use the wind
1: absolutely um try to stay in the shadows if you can at all Mm -hmm. um and uh try to keep yourself between where you think the deer's going to be and the sun mm-hmm. um, if you can stay between him and the sun you especially don't want him to be between right. you and the sun you know yep. um, so anyway everything lined up perfect for me to get in there like that um there's an old tree stand down there in our uh in our fence line that's what i was trying to get to um i had my little seat. Uh, I was going to sit on my little seat if the stand didn't look good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, we hadn't been in that stand in years. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to try that. Um, if it was, uh, grown in the tree, it's just a little ladder stand. It's not Mm -hmm. very high. Of course I had my safety rope. I was going to tie myself off up there. Right. But, uh, anyway, I was sneaking, um, made it down there to the edge. I was in the shadows sneaking. Believe it or not, I was being quiet, uh, (laughs) because everything was wet. Yeah. Um, I was 10 yards from that tree stand in the fence row. I was on the deer trail on, in the edge of our CRP. Um, everything was just fine. All of a sudden, I was looking at the tree stand, trying to figure out how to get there through this wall of honeysuckle. Right. All of a sudden, a deer jumped up. I snapped my head uh, looking at him out in the CRP, and I knew it was him mm-hmm. instantly as soon as he jumped up. I knew it was him. Um, there was a doe there. He jumped up at 25 yards, probably. And like I said, the CRP's tall, Uh, but I had the wind on him. I was in the shadows. He was not. Um, I'm confident he had no idea what I was. Mm -hmm. He just knew that something all of a sudden was there. Uh, He stopped about 40 yards away. I could see his rack, and I could see just barely what I needed to see Mm -hmm. of his body to where I knew I could get a shot. Right. Um, So uh, I knew it was him. Uh, I jerked my gun up. I put it where I thought I needed to have it. I shoot, nothing happens. I mean, a g- gun went off, of course. Right. He didn't flinch. He didn't move. He didn't. Yeah, you know, I did not hit him. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh my goodness.
0: He was still just dumbfounded. Something could get that close to him. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Um, and I was dumbfounded what I was looking at. <laughs> yeah. um, I uh, I thought he stayed further west than this. Um, but uh, but looking back, he, he had he had him a great spot there. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, first shot didn't hit him unbelievable um i uh uh, there's no telling what i did Uh, (laughs) right i got the second shot in there um i got one of those bolt action 20 gauge savages so i ran that bolt real quick put it back where it needed to be really made sure i didn't do anything stupid i shot and he's just gone Mm -hmm. i thought ah man i probably missed him again um because i missed him the first shot Yeah. (laughs) yeah he's just gone um uh, he was getting ready to go down in a draw and I thought I, he just ducked, spun and he's gone, mm-hmm. you know? So I took off running that direction to try to get to where I could see into that draw a little bit. Uh, like I said, he's about 40 yards away, uh, about halfway to him, probably 20 yards of me trying to run through the CRP <laughs> yeah. there. I see weeds moving right there. Yeah. Um, and he had dropped right there. I hit him right in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a good shot. Um, I went ahead and put one more in him, uh, to, right. Just make sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead and end it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that was that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I killed him walking in there. That should have never worked. Yeah. Um, but uh, conditions were perfect for sneaking. Um, certainly, that's not how I wanted it to go. Um, but uh, right, that, that's how it ended up. We'll I guess. take it though. Yep. Yeah. Uh, gosh, you never know what kind of wild uh stuff's gonna go on in gun season you know
0: yeah it's uh, well we talked about that last one we were like you know some things that seem like they shouldn't work probably you know they might work during gun season yep and
1: so yeah i uh uh, and right there when i said i got about 20 yards toward him when he had fell there um that's where the beds were Mm -hmm. uh, and my goodness there were four big monster beds there that's where he that's That's where where he he laid you know um Looking back, I said I first saw him walking with the wind, hitting him right in the tail. Mm -hmm. Um, He had just got up out of that bed, and I probably saw him in his first 50 yards of walking uh, when I first spotted him. So he had just got out of his bed, and he was headed whatever direction he wanted to go there. Mm -hmm. That's probably why he wasn't using the wind, in my opinion. He had just got up, and he's trying to get to where he wanted to start doing whatever he wanted to do for the afternoon. And then uh, the next morning when I saw him, he was pushing that doe back that direction yeah uh you know so i think that's where he wanted to be uh, was on that hilltop there Mm -hmm. um woods south of him so he would have been in the shade um he uh he wouldn't have had the sun glaring in his eyes you know right uh nice hilltop uh he could see good he had a draw on each side of him that had been west and east um so he could probably see down in those draws if he would stand up out of his bed but anyway uh that hilltop seemed to be where he did stay Mm -hmm. um But uh, hunted him for 15 days with my bow, obviously with no success, and then killed him on the third day. Mm -hmm. On the 18th day, I was chasing him there with a gun. Um, So uh, I suppose sometimes things happen when you least expect them.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, That's how it was with this guy.
0: Yeah, and everybody wants, uh, you know, he's walking in. on the trail you want him and you can watch him for a little oh, bit yeah. before he comes in he's oh, real yeah. pretty and you shoot him at 25 yards but yeah seems like a lot of times with those bigger deer you know it's something you don't expect yeah whether it's while you're walking in like what happened to you or he comes yeah. from a totally different direction or he ends up getting right under your tree or you don't see him you turn around there he is it, yeah. and it's never perfect you know the only thing that's perfect is it ended the way you wanted it to oh yeah so i got my hands on him that's right as long as you get that done you know and it's a cool story and you know something you wouldn't have expected
1: yep i'm glad i didn't get him with my truck
0: (laughs) yeah someone else (laughs) didn't get him with their truck yeah uh yeah so that was a a cool story and like i said we was all glad that you got him because we knew at least from this year, you'd been chasing him hard and yeah. had some history with him. And
1: So many of you guys uh, that I'm buddies with, we all, we all talked about all of our deer, you know. Mm-hmm. I felt like, felt like I had all kinds of people with me.
0: Yep, yep. And, I, you know, me and I know a lot of the other guys too, we were pretty confident you were going to get him. Just the amount of times you'd seen him and <laughs> got pictures of him and maybe we had too much confidence in you, I don't know. Yeah, probably so, <laughs> probably so. But well, we were pretty – I was sure you were going to get him unless – to be honest with you, I thought you'd get him before the real rut started. And I thought if you didn't, that would be your oh yeah. your best chance would have been then. Yeah. But now, looking back and all the stuff you've learned, he wasn't going anywhere.
1: Yep. <coughs> uh, oh, and I will say, uh, I talked about that big bully mm-hmm. fat deer from last year, the, the eight-pointer that I called Fatty. Mm-hmm. The neighbors found him dead in the creek um, approximately, it was the first week of November. I'm going to say the 5th, 6th, 7th, somewhere in there. They found him dead in the creek down on their side, um, and he was, gosh, we've seen pictures, of, lots of pictures of him this year. last picture I had of him was October 26th, and he was fine. Um, he yeah. looked looked fine anyway, um, and he hadn't been dead long when they had him. If he had still been around, um, I mean, we, we talked about it. I think he would have been close to 300 pounds on the hook. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, this thing was a tank.
0: He was a Canadian-looking deer. Yeah. Yeah, he was um, huge.
1: Uh, he should have been black with a tag in his ear. <laughs> yeah, you know, he should have out in a fence somewhere. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> But anyway, uh, he might have had a 120 inch rack. Uh, right. Maybe. Uh, everything he had was body. Yep. You know. Uh, but if he would have still been around, I'm curious how this deer, how this year would have been. Right. Because I'm confident he would have still been the dominant buck. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, I think with him gone, uh, that this 8 point, uh, the funky eight, I'm, I'm confident he that more he became. Yeah, that he became dominant. Right. Um, and maybe that's why he wasn't around last year on mm-hmm. the cameras because that fat deer was. And then I did keep him this year, uh, for the pre-rut right. and, uh, and the start of the, the real rut. Yep. Um, he was still there potentially that's because Fatty was dead. I don't know.
0: Could be, you know, he could have turned, like you said, turned into the dominant buck. Yeah. A lot of times you'll see that if, uh, if you go in and kill the dominant buck, you go check your cameras. Maybe you don't go hunt again because you're done. You mm-hmm. go check your cameras and you've got another really nice buck that's moved in. Yep. There's no You killed the dominant buck in that area, so someone slides in and takes his place. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. all part of the cycle. Yep. So it's interesting how that works. You could yep. be right, too. Had yep. that fatty not died, who knows?
1: I, I feel like the Funky Eight was gone last year for, uh, I know he was gone for three weeks to a month. I thought it was probably because he was not dominant. Mm hmm. And that fat deer was. Um, I don't think he was around and changed his ways enough to where I wasn't getting his picture at all. Yeah. I got a bunch of cameras out there. Um, I thought I would have surely got him somewhere. Um, he could have been under my nose all year last year, and I just didn't see him. Right. It's possible in November. Uh, but anyway, I think that fat deer had a lot to do with it, um, and just him being the dominant buck mm-hmm. pushed pushed him out.
0: Right. And I was going to ask, too— um, like in all the years that you've seen this buck or watched this buck have pictures, did you have many uh, summertime pictures of him ever?
1: Uh, I don't velvet really re- pictures in velvet. Yeah, no. uh, I normally don't get cameras up until late July. Uh, in August, mm-hmm. this year I think it was even mid-August before we got anything done. Um, he. Uh, I didn't have that many pictures of him in velvet.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Do you remember the earliest one you had of him, uh, offhand? Not often. Would it have been in August, you think?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Late August or maybe the first week of September. Like um,
0: uh, last year, year before?
1: Uh, I know I could tell you last year. I think it was, I want to say it was about August 12th or 15th last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I always thought that they stayed in the crop fields and the waterways uh, next to me in the summer, mm-hmm. um, laying out there. uh in the there's some deep draws out there right i was kind of thought they stayed out there where they didn't have to get up and go far at all for food right um i could be wrong in that um like i said i don't really run cameras in the summer too much right um
0: and the reason i ask is because a lot of times you know that uh they won't spend and we've talked about this to no end they won't spend a lot of the same times in. uh they won't spend a lot of their time in the same area during the summer as they will in the winter yes or the fall and even if you get them late summer, and then into October, rut rolls around, they might move off. Yes. You know, so I didn't know if, like, last year you were talking about, if you'd got pictures of him in velvet, maybe his range shifted to there on November. Correct. you know, some of that is because of more dominant bucks in the area. So that's a factor in that.
1: Uh, Last year, first picture of him was August 8th. Okay. Uh, So that's pretty early. It is. Um, And that's probably about when we started running cameras last Mm -hmm. year, too. Um, This year... Uh, I think we had a couple of pictures of him that we thought might be him, um, but we weren't confident right. this year. Um, I'm going to say late August or early September before we knew this year that mm-hmm. it was him. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and a lot of that, like the summer stuff, too, will depend on how your property sets up, what kind of food you've got, and, yes. uh, and bedding, cover, diversity of cover, all that stuff, too. So Yes. And I know where you're at. You've got pretty good diversity there as far as the cover goes. Um, mm-hmm. They could be comfortable on one part of it in the summer, and then they just move off to another part of it during the fall you know, yes. and stay in the same general area. So that definitely goes into it too, I think.
1: Yes. Um, September 22nd was the first known picture of him this year. that We knew it was him. I did think that me and Kaylee saw him through a spot and scope at about a half a mile um, off the road. uh driving around one night. Um, I sure thought it was him. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, rule out. I don't think there could have been any other buck that it could have been. Um, uh, Like I said, and it was just a quick glimpse. Uh, It was down toward where he stayed. It was about 200 yards from where I killed him Mm -hmm. um, on the edge that he came out in. Uh, But anyway, um, I think we saw him one time uh, this summer. Um, and gosh, we were looking, yeah, you know, right. uh, looking at that bean field all the time, uh, that bordered us, uh, where I knew I was seeing him the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, first picture this year wasn't known picture. Wasn't until September 22nd.
0: Right. And even that could have somewhat played into him still being there later in November too. Yep. Whereas last year, if you're getting pictures of him in August. Mm-hmm. Then he's not as active in there in November. Yep. This year you get pictures of him in late September, mid, late September, then he's in there and November. But yeah, I think you're probably on to something there with that big buck. He probably had a lot to do with that.
1: I think so. Um, If I uh, if I'm going to the restaurant and there's this big mean guy at the door, I got to mess with every time I'm probably going to go to the place down the street and not deal with that guy.
0: Not get punched in the nose every (laughs) time you go in there. He wants to fight every time. Yep.
1: I want to eat my cheeseburgers in peace. That's right. (laughs) Yep. Uh,
0: So that's kind of the story of the funky eight. Um, there's pictures of them if you guys want to see on our facebook page on nate's maybe Uh, there's pictures of them on our facebook page you guys can go check it out ridge hunter outdoors i think is our facebook so um and then there'll be a picture with this episode too at least one of them with this episode so really cool deer um bigger than you would think from the pictures i know like you said we all guessed him at 160 i Mm -hmm. thought 165 would have been big for him
1: the top end oh yeah
0: but, uh obviously, I was way off on that, uh really deceivingly long beams and heavy and all that, just a really cool deer, though, so that's kind of the story of that deer. Hopefully you guys got something out of that or enjoyed listening to it. I know I did. I always like hearing those stories of guys that especially guys i know and and at least a little bit invested in their uh I don't know, chase after these deer, so, yeah yeah, um. With that, we'll go into what I wanted to kind of finish the episode with was where we're at now in the season. Um, we're kind of shifting. Obviously, we've had the better part of the ruts over. Um, the peak breeding is passed. So, we had our gun season. So, the deer are really pressured, have been really pressured. Um, and now we'll get into... Right now, they're kind of... The bucks have lost 15%, 20% of their body weight. Uh, most of the does have been bred... Um, They're kind of back on their feeding patterns for a little bit. Um, And you'll kind of go back to almost, at least I will, and this is, I think, probably a good strategy, almost an early season kind of strategy, except you'll be on different food sources now, obviously. Um, If you've got some brassica mixes or some uh, winter greens, like a winter rye, winter wheat mix, or a farmer has some cover crop out like that, be a good place to go find them. They're trying to put that weight back on. They're all wore out from running around all month from the rut. So they're going to be feeding uh, in the daylight. You know they're going to be out there earlier than they would have been in the early season. Even um, it's a good chance to get in in the evening and kill one on a food plot. Uh, like I said, on a cover crop field, if you can pick out where they're coming in and going out. Um, so there's that strategy right now. I think is a good one. Um, don't put too much pressure on them though. And then and the, you got to be careful in the mornings right now because they're going to be feeding longer again. So if you're walking in through a food plot or a field, an open field where they're feeding, you got to be real careful not to bust them out. Because like I said, they've already had plenty of pressure anyway. It's not going to take a lot to send them packing a long ways right now. Uh, especially, I think pretty much all the gun seasons have wrapped up, at least in the Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Iowa, that area, um, the, at least the first gun seasons. Obviously, we've still got the second season coming up. Uh, there's probably still some black powder seasons out there, late winter seasons, whatever. But the biggest part of it where everybody's out and hunting put pressure on them is, is probably past. So these deer have been hunted. Um, if you've got a spot where they haven't and you can keep pressure off of them, that's a place you might go look at depending on how it sets up. The other thing I was going to say um, is try to not put too much pressure on them. So if you do have a spot like that, maybe you still don't go in there because, like I said... We have that secondary rut coming up, somewhere between twenty-five and thirty days after the first one. So, for us here in southern Illinois, that's going to be around probably what would you say, December fifth through the tenth.
1: I would think so, roughly. Uh, I'd even maybe go as far as the fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. Um. Just, just probably
0: seventh through the fifteenth. Yeah. Would be a good range.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, I saw one doe get bred November third. Um, I know that's early. I know it's early. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I saw some real good chasing action uh, starting, what, probably probably the 8th. Um, I know that, uh, that deer I killed, uh, the 6th, um, mm-hmm. he busted a group of does and checked all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, one morning uh, they were out eating on the plot. So, yeah, uh, just like you said, 28 days um, yeah. after uh, any of those does that didn't get bred or it didn't stick – Yep. Um, they're going to come back in, yep. uh, especially those older bucks. They know that, you know. Yep. All the bucks can smell it. Yeah. Uh, but those older guys, uh, they're going to be looking for that again. They've been
0: around. They've done it before. Yeah. Um, um
1: I, I suppose you call them the cleanup crew. Yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think there's any more to be said. Uh, you hit all of it. Um, the they're going to be on food sources, especially the unpressured food sources. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, they've been through the ringer now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're on edge. Yeah, um, find the, and it's going to be different food sources than it was early. Yep. Probably. Yep. Um, so, whatever you got, green patches, especially, you know, uh, they'll be in that. Mm-hmm. Of course, they'll still be browsing through the woods. Right. Um, if
0: you've got any standing soybeans left or something, maybe oh, a, yeah. a farmer didn't get to or a place that was real wet, they just didn't combine them out. Yep. Uh, they may be hitting that, you yes. know, as long as the beans are still on in the pods and all that.
1: Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, everybody's going to be trying to eat. Until the bucks start smelling those does coming back, mm-hmm. uh, then they'll get a little wild again, but it won't be, it uh, won't be near like the first time. No. Um, I don't know if, uh, do you, uh, I'd hate to even say, how would it be 20% of the does?
0: I think the number is 20 to 30%. Yeah. That's what I've read, heard. Yeah. Somewhere between 20 and 30% per this of the does will have either not been bred yet, or like you said, they got bred, but didn't stick, whatever, Yeah. Um. and they'll come back into estrus.
1: Yeah, she's got to go through it all again. Uh-huh, <laughs> yep.
0: So, and the bucks can smell that. So if you yep. get one of those hot does in your area or a couple, you're in a good spot for that yeah. secondary rut. Could can be yeah. a really good time to kill a big buck. Yep. And I think that's more comparable to the early part of the rut mm-hmm. because there's not that many does in. Yeah. It's not like the peak breeding, like the lockdown, yeah. where there's all these does in estrus, and a buck just... So he stays with one for two days, and then he doesn't have to go very far, he finds another one. He yeah. doesn't have to go very far, he finds another one. Yeah, They're kind of spread out, because like we said, there's only 20 to 30%. So mm-hmm. it's a lot more like that first cruising phase, where if you catch the right days, yeah, there's really a lot of potential for several mature bucks to be on their feet, moving long distances to find those remaining hot does. And it's most of the time, not that the young bucks won't pick up on it and smell it, but a lot of times it'll be the more mature bucks because they've been through it before. Yep. And they remember from years past that those are going to come in after the first ones came in too. Yep. They don't know it's 28 days after. They don't know it's... Yeah. No, ...like the end of the first week of November and now it's the end of the first week of December. Yeah. You know, but they know that the does come in once and they bred them. Yep. They're going to come in again a second time. Yeah. And so he, and they're already intends. on the lookout for it. Yeah. And, and
1: he intends for it to be his. That's right. Not anybody yep. else's.
0: Yep. And a lot of the younger does... Um, we'll be coming in now. Yes. Um, like the the yearling does, yep. and the bucks don't care. Yep. <laughs> you know, they don't yep. have any uh, statutory limits on any of that stuff. <laughs> That's so, right. Uh, they'll breed them all. Yeah. Um, those younger does will be coming in this time of year. Yeah. Or uh, you know that that time of year. Yeah. So they're looking for those too.
1: Yep. Of course, uh, of course, it's out of season. Um, but I uh, I remember seeing a buck. My nephew killed him the year after I watched this. Um, I called him the spear buck uh, the year that this happened. I saw him chasing uh, a doe fawn and then breeding a doe fawn in February. Um, she had to be uh, a very early fawn, mm-hmm. you know, from the summer before. Uh, but he bred her in February. Um, and uh, my nephew ended up killing him the next year. Um, the big spear that he grew on that one side turned into uh, a regular antler. Yeah, he, he was a very nice deer the next year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there. I mean, there's going to be does, you know, that – uh, that come back in that didn't get bred or uh, or that it didn't stick, uh, they'll, they'll come back in you know mm-hmm. um, here in this time, uh, the first week of December or so, and then I think if it doesn't work again, I think they'll come in again in January, mm-hmm. you know, just until it sticks. Right. Um, that's and just let, if you've
0: got, that'll be a really small percentage. Oh yeah. Oh but yeah. if you've got them, you'll see some yep. uh, some rut like activity. Yeah. Just like you said. Yeah. They'll and go that, find them.
1: Yep. Their uh, uh, their body wants them to have a fawn.
0: Yeah yep so the idea now is um and you know you could probably sleep in a little bit this time of year and avoid the mornings because like i said they're going to be hitting those feeding fields again so it's kind of like early season unless you get a perfect morning um, don't necessarily go in there and bump them out Uh, when that secondary rut hits that's when mornings are going to get good again for that short period right now your biggest thing is to not put any added pressure on the deer to run them off because they're going to be those does are going to go find the areas where they haven't been ran to the ends of the earth by the gun hunters or by the hunters, bow hunters through November, by all the bucks. If you can find the does, then that's they're going to group up again. That's where your 20 to 30% of your herd is going to be that hasn't been bred yet, so that's where the bucks are going to end up being. So you don't want to run those does off here in the next couple of weeks, next week, week and a half. Give them a, a place to stay. Be real careful when you go in there. Not to say you can't shoot a big buck in the next couple of weeks, but you have a really good chance during that secondary rut if you don't mess it up now. Mm-hmm. So be, just be careful of where you're going. Be mindful of what you're doing as far as your strategies go in the morning, yeah. in the evening and all that. So that's kind of what I wanted to hit on there. Hopefully that'll help you guys out. I know a lot of people don't even think about uh, that secondary rut and they'll be done hunting after November ends. It's probably one of the best times every year that's missed in the woods, in my opinion, because... It's generally pretty cold, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes you know the first part of it will fall during the end of the second gun season, so some guys will see some of that. Most of the time, though, it's after that's already passed, so um, it's a good time for bow hunters to get out and get some more rut activity. Um, but I think a lot of guys miss it every year because either they don't think about it, they think the does come in, all of them come in at the same time, they're bred, they're done in November, December rolls around, it's cold, they got other things going on. They don't even go back hunting, but it could be a really good time to kill a lot of uh, a mature buck because a lot of them go down during that time every year. Yep. So get out there and get after them if you can. That time of year, still stay after them. Like we always say, you you know, you literally can't kill them in the house. Um, don't let that think you think you got to be out there every day, all day. But be smart about it. Get out, get out there after them. Um, there's still a lot of season left. There he is. Yep. yep. And the bucks are still going to be on their feet. Uh, and they're going to be feeding in the evenings too because they're wore out. Like I said, I think they've lost something like, on average, 15 to 20% of their body weight chasing does around. So they're hitting the food sources hard too. A lot of good things can happen in the late season, and even after, and we'll talk about it more, but even after you get past that secondary rut, man, if you've got food, you'd be in the chips for late season. That's right. So that's all we got for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the story of the Funky 8. Hope that end part there maybe helped you out a little bit in the next couple weeks. We do have on our Ridge Hunter Outdoors website, there's a Black Friday deal going on. So if you're hearing this, hopefully it'll be up this evening. We're actually recording on Friday for a change. Um, It's 10% off everything store-wide. And then on Monday, we'll do some Cyber Monday stuff too, which will probably be a little bit better deal even than today. So be on the lookout for that. If you want to support the podcast, that's a good way to do it. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We'll get you another one out next week. Hope you're enjoying these. Uh, Get out there after them and shoot straight.